here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Robin McCarron. Should we begin with the puking, or should we begin with the topics that will change the face of WWE forever? Jeff Hawkins. We are not here to talk about Curtis Hughes. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. Nobody's listening for hockey talk. India may be a land of over a hundred problems, but it is also a place for a billion solutions. Kailash Satyarthi. All hail the Maharaja. 1.3 billion, 1.3 billion, 1.3 billion. You know, if I could get one-tenth of that, I'd could quit my job if they'd pay for shake them ropes they set up for extreme rules we're gonna have a fatal five-way and paul Heyman makes his way onto raw on smackdown money in the bank starts to clarify a little bit the wwe announces a women's tournament the may young memorial tournament coming this summer your host as always rob mccarran hi rob hi jeff how are you um i'm okay yeah, you're okay. I got a little bit. I got a little bit of disappointing news before I. Uh, oh no! Just before I got on air. Oh well, no! That you had to I do had, the show. No, 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 no! I love doing the show. Don't get me wrong. Um, no, I had uh, I had been put on a veil for a gig, and I hadn't booked anything in a long time, and I got released from the veil. <laughs> I was like, uh, here, here, here's what that means in 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 layman's terms. They tell you, you have the job. Clear your schedule. Except you don't have the job. They've decided to use someone else. That's when you're released from an avail. So you don't get paid either. Oh, boo. That's a (laughs) a shame. That is a shame, but life moves on. And you had WWE SmackDown to look forward to with the Jinder Mahal celebration. Oh, I forgot part of my intro. The debut of one of Rob's favorites. The Drifter has made his in-ring debut. For the glory of Rob McCarran. Yay, the Drifter. Have some fun with the Drifter, people. Have some fun with Jinder Mahal. Have some fun with WWE. Quit uh, quit digging too hard into hating things. It's the summer. <laughs> you know how the summer goes in WWE land. Uh, anyway, we have a lot to discuss today. A lot of the stuff that Jeff mentioned in the open, plus the best of Sid coming up later. Uh, this is episode 211 of Shake Them Ropes. We thank all of you who are joining us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and the iHeart app, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave a rating and review. We beg you. We beg you, pleading mercifully uh, and mercilessly. Uh, leave a rating and review on Shake Them Ropes at iTunes. Even if you don't listen through iTunes, it would be a major help. Uh, if you missed it, we did record a show this past weekend. Uh, Jeff and I stayed up late on a Sunday to record episode 210 covering Backlash and TakeOver. So if you missed that, go to VoicesOfWrestling.com slash STR and check that one out. And thanks to our sponsor this week, Lord Timepieces. Go to LordTimePieces.com. Use promo code ROPES right now for 10% off. A great quality watch at an affordable price. LordTimePieces.com. Promo code ROPES. Jeff, a lot to get into. I have a whole bunch of notes about my Sid match that we're going to talk about later. I hope you uh, cared about this segment as well as I did. 
talking some Sid later on. Probably not as much, but I, I did watch a Sid match, yes. Yes, I did watch a Sid match. That is the promo for sticking with us later <laughs> in the, uh, this episode. Uh, so earlier today, I mean, we had Raw, we had SmackDown. We already talked about the pay-per-view and takeover on the last episode of Shake Them Rope. So we were watching two television shows. Uh, obviously, we haven't watched NXT or anything this week, uh, any of the Wednesday night shows. Uh, but I did ask. I wanted to know. I wanted to gauge the audience uh, on the Twitter feed at Shake Them Ropes. I did ask, what are the must talk topics from WWE this week? And we got a wide range of uh, responses. Uh, the first one that came back was Jinder Mahal, the WWE champion. Not even that he won the WWE title, but that he has no merchandise available on the WWE shop. So that got me kind of looking around. Uh, the May Young Classic was announced. The WWE Women's Tournament is going to uh, feature the namesake of May Young. Matt Hardy is battling still with TNA and Anthem over the broken Matt Hardy universe. Uh, Gargano and Champa, uh, the breakup was a topic uh, tweeted at us, but we did discuss that on STR 210. So if you missed that episode, go back and, and listen to it. And the uh, final topic presented a must talk topic in WWE. I got the response of hat eating. Uh, I don't think that one actually fits right now, so I'll just scratch that off the old list there. Uh, but what, Jeff, on that list of topics, did anything kind of stick out to you? Anything we want to open with? <laughs> Not particularly. I thought Although, it was. I thought it was interesting about. I mean, Jinder Mahal is the world champion. He has no that's merch the one on that. That interests me. That's the one that interests me. It doesn't excite me, but it interests me because <laughs> this is where some of my darker instincts go. And I'm thinking, what kind of <laughs> What kind of merchandise would you possibly get for Jinder Mahal and who would wear it? I mean, I'm sure some people would get some. Uh, you have, uh, if the whole idea of Jinder Mahal becoming the WWE champion is to promote an Indian wrestler front and center and to get fans behind him, not only of Indian descent, but also those in India, uh, you would think that you would want that. So there's merchandise for those people to actually buy. Um, yes, but brainstorm some from the WWE brain same, trust. Same thing with Brizongo. You would think fans of Brizongo, you would want those people to have some Brizongo merch. Uh, you would just want something from everybody. It doesn't have to be a lot. I mean, hold on. I what? mean, you have fans, but you don't have people who go, Brizongo is my favorite thing to come see at a WWE event. Jinder mm. Mahal. I have paid money to come watch Jinder Mahal. Some there have. is. Nobody. Oh, there are. No, no, there are. No, no. there are. No. Yeah, I'm not and even saying that they're going to buy a lot. You just have to have, you have to have something on there. You have to have something. I mean, th this got me thinking too, because I was looking at WWE shop just to confirm that that was true and that Jinder has no merchandise. And yes, that is true. Also, Rusev, who's been on the main roster now for three years, only has one shirt, the shirt that came out like when he first started and that shirt has been discounted. He has not had any merch in the last couple of years. Um, these are guys that I think people would go out there, even if it's only 10, you know, you don't have to make a ton of stuff for this guy. Um, uh, but even if it's only 10 shirts that you bring to an arena, I bet they sell out of those 10 shirts. I bet 10 people in there spend money on a Jinder Mahal shirt or a Rusev shirt. I mean, people are buying the James Ellsworth shirt. Well, that was an ironic, funny type. People of are thing. still buying it. And when he would, and when he was a baby face, it's a little bit different from mid card heels because you can't exactly. You can't justify paying 25 bucks for a guy you shouldn't care about, number one. Number two, unless they're entertaining in terms of on the stick, 
and you're kind of buying it to support them that way, like a Rusev, I could see, but you know, mid card heels are, you know, tough, especially if they haven't been built with a catchphrase you can put on a shirt. I mean, what are you, you got put Punjabi power on a shirt. Why not? Maybe, maybe, well, maybe you get some people buying it that because it doesn't look like a wrestling shirt. Why not? That's yeah. The other thing is that wrestling shirts are cringe. And, and that's, so much yeah, you can do that too. It doesn't have to be a Jinder Mahal shirt. Just make a, uh, you make it some indirect relating to Jinder Mahal, but it doesn't have to look like a pro wrestling shirt. You can do that too. I'm not, I'm not saying you have to put Jinder Mahal's face on the front of a shirt and then a stupid catchphrase on the back Yeah, uh, just make it Jinder Mahal merchandise or make it, make Rusev merchandise or make Brizongo merchandise. Rusev, Rusev and Jinder Mahal, by the way, are not even listed when you search WWE shop for superstars. They're not even listed in there. Rusev has a have- shirt and he's not even in the uh, lineup of those to select from. So I, you, know, I, I, you, you make some, you make some like, t- like Enzo's hair, but you make turbans for gender. I don't know if cultural would, appropriation. Yeah. I don't know about that. Uh, that'd that. be insulting. That'd be insulting. So I'm just trying to think what, what about gender? Do you a look shirt. at and go and go, I'm going to, well, okay. Well, what would be on the shirt? Don't hinder That's gender. Why not? Just use the catchphrase. It, 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 it's a lame idea, but make something, make something for the guy. Don't fire Eric. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that, that's what that, that don't hinder gender. Eric, Nobody's buying it. Nobody is buying a shirt that says don't hinder gender. I think you underestimate the people. I really do. I think you're providing some of your sensibilities into what other people would buy when you have no idea what other people would buy in the crazy merchandise, not even pro wrestling, just the things out there that people buy. I think you're if underestimating. You dis- I, well, yeah, I'm thinking of someone without disposable income. And I'm thinking of kids, mom, buy me a gender Mahal shirt. Even some that would do it to be ironic. Cause you know, there are those out there too. I can get those. You know, I there get are those. absolutely those out there. The phrase of the world and whatnot. Yeah. Okay. Right. And, and that's, and that's all there is, uh, that people would buy the shirt and it doesn't matter how people buy the shirt, right? It just matters that do that people do that. That's it. So it's funny that, yeah, they, he's the WWE champion. He has no shirts. Jack Swagger, not even with the company has still a ton of shirts out there. Uh, clearing out those uh, Jack Swagger shirts. Jack Swagger makes his uh, independent wrestling, I believe it's his debut. He's wrestling uh, Thursday, this week, for AAW, wrestling Mike Elgin. So uh, he's going out strong with the uh, with the dream matches. Yeah, it'd be probably pretty good in Chicago, hot atmosphere uh, for AAW. Uh, starting off hot, and you know, he's not working no-name indies in Texas, wrestling Jack's Dane or whatever. So, And that's a nice little tryout for PWG, probably. Oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta figure at this timing he's probably gonna be in Bola. I mean, only a couple well, of months away. No, I think the AAW man. I mean, because they, I'm sure they share intel. I mean, not not as closely as it seems like you think they do, but I'm not. I'm just saying, I'm sure Jack Swagger will be in Bola. Right. I'm almost sure oh. of that. Um, and I bet he wrestles Cody, and I bet it's boring as shit. Anyway. Wow. Anywho. Uh, so Jinder Mahal, WWE champion, uh, the rematch announced for Money in the Bank. Uh, Jinder Mahal and Randy Orton, as we surmised on the Backlash post show, it's happening in Randy Orton's hometown. Have you given any thought to Randy Orton winning the title back? Uh, not really a mention of Rusev. The whole Rusev thing going on is uh, is strange. He demanded a title shot at Money in the Bank, not in the title match, may not be added because the story really doesn't fit Rusev being in there right now. Um but uh, Rusev coming back at Money in the Bank most likely. Uh, what do you think about this Jinder Mahal-Randy Orton match? Given any thought to it in the last couple of days? Not really, because it's just I'm just starting to see how it 
I, I think you need to see how it picks up, how he does, see if he makes any changes to his character on promos as opposed to just the jingoism and the you don't like me because I'm different stuff. If he takes some initiative and hopefully goes and says, write me better promo material. Uh, I wouldn't put past him to put the belt back on Randy in his hometown just mm-hmm. for the just for the moment. But you know what? Then then that makes that entire conversation we just had about merchandise moot because nobody's going to care to buy a shirt at that point. But they could also stretch it out for the July pay-per-view. I mean, they have they have they a couple of options before SummerSlam. Uh, so if the idea is to do some really big Randy Orton match at SummerSlam, you have two more pay-per-views to fill out. Gender, they could have some type of third match. Uh, maybe with a stipulation, a, maybe with something with, with uh, Rusev after all. I could also see a same-night cash-in. Ah, yeah, I don't. I don't, just because of the eclectic list of names that are in that match. I don't, I don't see a same-night cash-in unless it was someone like Dolph Ziggler. So, oh, I mean, eclectic, eclectic is a proper word for that. Yeah, we'll, go into that now? well, no, no, we'll talk about that a little bit. I wanted to get to some of these topics that the Twitter users uh, talked about uh, here. Um, we're going to get into this one more as names start getting announced. Um, the May Young Classic, the WWE Women's tur- Tournament uh, happening this summer. It's happening in July, may not air until after like September-ish uh, time frame. We'll see. Uh, but the Women's Tournament. Now, we have gone through something like this before with the Cruiserweight Classic. We know a little bit more of what to expect. We are going to be uh, seeing some really exciting names listed. We're going to be seeing some no names listed. They want to get an international flavor. Should be a fun weekly TV show. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't expect, I I mean, I still see a lot of people out there like, will Ruby Riot be in this? Will Nikki Cross be in this? And while they probably would make the tournament better, Based on the Cruiserweight Classic, I'm expecting to really see nobody currently on TV in this. Uh, maybe some women who haven't debuted yet, uh, but mostly a lot of independent names being in this tournament. Do you expect the Ruby Riots and the Nikki Crosses of the world to be in this tournament? Not that level. No, but I could see an Aaliyah or a Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose, Rose maybe, yeah. Yeah, I could see them being it. Uh, Daria, whatever she's going by now, I could see her being in this, although she's been on TV a little bit more. She has but been some of those, getting wins, too. Yeah, some of those lesser uh, women I could see as either, you know, one-round winners or cannon fodder, like, especially Aaliyah. I could see her being in this tournament for some reason. Yeah, um, and, and people would point to, like, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano being in this tournament, too, but they were actually in the tournament when they were still part-timers in NXT. They hadn't actually signed with NXT yet. So, like, they, they were two of the names that were on television almost weekly, but still weren't NXT guys at the I time. Also so don't, I, I just don't yeah. see, I don't think we're going to see a lot of NXT guys who are on TV regularly. I also don't think this, this tournament may be as big as people, as, say, the Cruiserweight Classic was. It might just be about half that size. Uh, uh, you mean as far as how many entrants there are? Yes. Yeah. And and I think it's going to be the same thing. They're going to have a few people they like that they're going to want to build into something. They're going to have a couple of people who are probably names on the indies who are they, they're going to bring in just to make those people look good. And we're going to be going, well, why did they lose in the first round? Um, and then you're going to have the people who can be beat. Either way, it'll be it'll be an interesting way to. Um, I mean, they haven't done anything like this before. True, you know, and, and it's, it's interesting division. that the yeah, it's interesting that the main roster women are geeked about it because I think it. I think they're thinking it's going to help. It's going to you know the uh, rising tide raises all ships. I would have uh, put. Mantra. 
I would have put some main roster women in this tournament. I would have done the same thing with the Cruiserweight Classic. You know, we were talking about, you know, a Sin Cara type in the tournament uh, when the Cruiserweight Summer Classic Ray. was going on. Put, put Summer Ray in there. Ray. Someone who's not doing anything right now. If Emma weren't hurt, I would have wanted Emma in there. Um, not necessarily a Dana Brooke, maybe. But yeah, Summer Ray put her in there. Alicia Fox. I don't think they're going to go very yeah. far, but why not? Make it a true, make it seem a little bit more important because you're having people mm-hmm. from the NXT TV show or the main roster and the independents all yeah. in this tournament. Make it a true it a, young classic. Yeah, give it a little bit more prestige. Do kind of like, a, you know, a, a little bit like a, the, the old Crockett Cups or the old tournaments that they'd always have for, you know, they'd always put a tournament for a tag team title and they'd always have these international teams that come in. Some were really good. Some weren't really international teams. They were just guys, you know, acting like, like they were from South Africa, for example. Uh, so, yeah. Um really make this something as opposed to just a bunch of people. Nobody knows because also if you use the main roster talent or, you know, even the lower end, it's name recognition. It'll be more eyeballs probably drawn to the product. I'm not saying a whole lot, but it will be, you know, for the casual fan who only watches raw and SmackDown and the occasional, you know, pay-per-view and maybe an NXT special event here and there, they'll go, okay, now I'm going to watch this because that was a bit of an issue with uh, the cruiserweight and then eventually turning it into 205 was it was just the hardcores really watching the cruiserweight classic. And, they, you know, they they sort of hyped it on the main roster shows, but they did it in their own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is uh, that is coming up. Uh, we are a little under two months away for now uh, from from knowing basically what's going to happen in the first half of the tournament as far as the uh, tapings for this this women's tournament. Unless they tape the whole thing, I, I guess I haven't even looked closely enough to know if they're taping the whole thing in those two days. Like, Rob, if, I need you, Rob, I need you to declare a winner right now. Winner right now. <laughs> um, I'm going to, oh, I don't know. I, uh, Macy Estrella. Macy Estrella. I'm I think she's Tony Lacey Storm. Evans now. Yeah, uh, You're going to go Tony yeah. Storm? Okay. Yeah. I don't know who's going to win. It's probably going to be, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Io Shirai, is it Io Shirai or Io Shirai? I think it's Io Shirai. I think it is. Why not? I think Io Shirai wins. Uh, anyway, uh, the next topic uh, we'll get into, we can get into it a lot. We can get into it a little. Uh, I've been saying for weeks, I don't think Broken Matt Hardy's ever showing his face in WWE. I think uh, they hired these guys to be the Hardy Boys. They're going to be the Hardy Boys, and they're doing well with it right now. We had Impact Wrestling and their parent company, Anthem, take this battle over the Broken Matt Hardy. IP intellectual property. Uh, both sides have now taken it public. Ed or Ed uh, Nordholm, I believe is his name, uh, had an interview with a Canadian media outlet talking about the broken Matt Hardy universe and actually released emails between the two parties and the contract of Matt Hardy, basically trying to be the good guy. Like, Hey, Matt Hardy signed this contract. We own the character in the broken Matt Hardy universe. It's not his. He created it with us, so we own it. And and Matt Hardy disputes that and has talked about how he's he's trying to come up with an amicable solution and TNA is running away from him and TNA is like, no, we're not. We just, we just want it to be fair, blah, blah, blah. But what was interesting to me in this is that Anthem released in their statement that WWE has told them they have no interest in the broken Matt Hardy character and no interest in bringing the broken Matt Hardy character to WWE TV. And my first thought was, well, WWE isn't going to tell their competitor, even if they don't feel like it's a competitor, what their, 
TV plans are. Like, that's ridiculous. That means nothing. But at the same time, I think it's also true. I don't think WWE, whether it be for legal reasons or whether it just be, uh, be because they don't care about Broken Matt Hardy, they care about the Hardy Boys and what they've spent a decade building. Uh, they don't care about having Broken Matt Hardy in WWE. I still feel like we're never going to see him in WWE and that's not a, a shot at broken Matt Hardy. That's neither good nor bad. I just don't think we're going to see it. It's double speak. And if you read between the lines, I think you can get to the heart of what's going to happen. WWE probably doesn't have interest in bringing it in. They don't. In other words, they're not going to make an effort to bring it in. They're not going to pay to bring it in. It is worth no money for them to pay Anthem to bring it in. Right. But if Jeff Hardy on his own or not Jeff Hardy, if Matt Hardy on his own can find a way to get it released to them, well, they probably wouldn't mind using it. I don't think so. Oh, I think they would. I don't think they want to use it. They would if they were free and clear. I think they would. I I do. I I, I don't. uh, But but they're not. But I agree with you. I don't think Anthem's going to going to ever have a price tag that Hardy can afford that's going to let him bring that character and make money with the WWE. So I don't think it's going to show up now. I, part of the fight, I think on Matt Hardy's side is what if he ever leaves WWE again? Like he wants to do the broken Matt Hardy character on the Indies, or ring of honor. He wants to be the owner of that IP, not for the WWE run, but, but in the future, if sake. he needs yeah. it. Right. And same with Jeff Hardy, you know, Jeff Hardy probably doesn't need it as much, uh, but it would be cool for them to do it and have it if they ever needed it. I really don't think this fight is about bringing the broken universe to WWE at all. And I don't think WWE, if it was free and clear right now and TNA was like, yeah, use it, do whatever you want. It's Matt Hardy's thing. And Matt Hardy was like, yeah, let's use it. I don't think they would. I mean, we already see how they turned down uh, Bubba Ray Dudley using Bully Ray. And that was free and clear. They just don't want it. They don't need it. We're going to, we spent 10 years making the Dudley boys. We spent 10 years making the Hardy boys. We don't care what happened on the Indies for a year. We want the Hardy boys. We're going to use Matt Hardy as Matt Hardy and not broken Matt Hardy. I don't think they care about the broken Matt Hardy universe. And on the next level note, I don't think it would do them super well. I don't think Matt Hardy is any, you know, gift to WWE TV. If he's broken Matt Hardy. I think the difference here between bully Ray and the broken Matt Hardy character is entertainment value. Because the Bully Ray character is a main event, tough guy, badass kind of character. And I th- I think I could see WWE going, no, I don't see Bully Ray as a main event type of guy. But with the Broken Universe, they could see that as funny comedy, helping, you know, helping, you know, the kind of we make movies type of stuff. I could see them uh, that appealing to them. Now, I, I totally see your argument as well. I could see them saying... Look, this isn't what we created and Vince didn't create it, so he has no interest in it. I I could I could it's a completely rational argument. I could also just see if they had this opportunity to use this thing that people find very entertaining and laugh and popped all the boys backstage to bring that in as opposed to a bully ray which is more of a serious type of character and more of a serious type of rebirth for the bully ray uh I mean, for, for Bubba Ray in terms of what you've seen on WWE television. Speaking of popping the boys backstage, these Lord timepiece watches 
are fantastic. We've been telling you about these for months now. Jeff and I both have ours. It is time for you to get yours now. Lord Timepieces is a London-based fashion brand. They promote affordable watches, reasonable reasonable pricing. As I can uh, as I can speak here, I'm still I'm still too busy staring at my watch at the moment. Uh, free shipping worldwide right now, guys. So if you are in need of a watch or looking for a great Father's Day gift, head to LordTimepieces.com right now. Use promo code Ropes and you can save ten percent off of your purchase. The watches start at just 70 bucks American. Go check them out right now. You can follow them on Instagram at Lord Timepieces. Follow them on Twitter at Lord Timepieces. If you grab one of the watches, once you receive it, take a picture, send it to us at Shake Them Ropes. We'll retweet it out. We want to see you in your brand new watch right now. They look and feel great. Go to LordTimepieces.com. Check out the great selection of both men's and women's watches and save 10% when you order with promo code ropes. That's lordtimepieces.com. Use promo code ropes to save 10% today. Uh, got a compliment, got a compliment on mine. Did you? Last week and yeah, was out and about. Yeah. I, uh, young, I wore young one. woman went, that's a very nice one. Oh, good. Good oh, deal. Yeah, thank you. And yeah. then she went, at me and went back to her boyfriend. Yes. Great. <laughs> and then she told her boyfriend, you know what? You should really uh, take him off of ale. You should no, Come here. You should, you should, you should really see this one. I was waiting for that moment. Yeah. That's the moment I was waiting for. Oh, could have made a sale though. Could have made a sale. Um, yeah, I was wearing mine the other day and someone thought it was a smartwatch because of how sleek it looks. I had the black on black, so it looks kind of like smartwatchy. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they look really cool. So uh, go check yours out right now. Uh, we were going to get into it. We talked about Jinder Mahal earlier. Of course, Jinder Mahal, Randy Orton, the rematch made for Money in the Bank. Uh, this pay-per-view happening in a little under a month from now. Uh, also made on SmackDown, Naomi uh, defends against to be announced for the women's championship. Uh, and then the Money in the Bank match. And they did it. They did it, Jeff. They put Shinsuke Nakamura in the Money in the Bank match at Money in the Bank. It's AJ versus Nakamura versus Kevin Owens versus Dolph Ziggler versus Sami Zayn versus Baron Corbin. So you had both the winners of matches at Backlash as well as the losers. Uh, no Luke Harper. So Luke Harper are going to be toiling somewhere in the uh, mid card on this show. We still don't know what's going to happen with Rusev. And it also looks kind of likely that we're going to get the Usos and Brizongo possibly in a, uh, in a rematch. What do you think about Shinsuke Nakamura being in the money in the bank match? My exact quote was, it's like putting ketchup on filet mignon. Um, it's not his specialty per se to be in one of these types of gimmicky types of matches where look, I, I have, legitimate concerns about putting both AJ and Shinsuke in this match, not just because that they've proven themselves to be great wrestlers without the gimmicks, but they're both in their late thirties and ladders hurt. They do. (laughs) That's true. To to give a (laughs) understatement of the year, those ladders aren't exactly um, safe. They're real. They're, they're, They're not nerf. I'll put it that way. They're not, they're not uh, trampoline that they're falling on like, like a canvas is. And you know, a canvas isn't exactly a walk in the park in a, in a wrestling ring. When you're first doing it, you build up a tolerance to it. It's hard to build up a tolerance to ladders. Um, yeah, I just, I just went, eh. and, and I, I didn't like announcing all six participants right away. I, I, I thought you have an opportunity to build stories here and it's just lazy that they're just going to, I mean, kind of like how they're doing on the raw roster. Well, we're going to have a fatal five way as opposed to building up yeah. you know, 
things to build up to the fatal five way instead of building up to the and you know it, it's like when they do war games yearly they decide to make it a yearly pay-per-view and it's like well now we need five guys okay who's feuding okay we're gonna put harlem heat vader and sid on a team even though they have no cohesiveness whatsoever you know that kind of thing it, it's just i i find it lazy um even if you wanted to do or before you give your before you give your opinion uh, and you can go on this when you answer me do you give any credence to your boy ryan satin's report that they're thinking about doing the money in the bank for the women on smackdown uh, i wouldn't mind it do it do a ladder match just have uh you can have the crazy spots and everything you can uh, they did hell in the cell with the women so nothing is off limits they're open to it you know they are definitely open to it have two money in the bank matches you have well, I was about to say you have plenty of women in that, in, uh, that division. Uh, that's not entirely true. Uh, say Naomi defends against uh, Becky Lynch. All right. You have Charlotte, Carmella, Tamina, and Natalia left, right? Is there anyone else that we're missing? That doesn't seem like enough for a Money in the Bank match. But I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't mind it. Let's say Naomi takes on all comers. In the Money in the Bank? So you just have the Money in the Bank for the title itself? Yeah. It, right. it's, it's just a, it's just a ladder match for, for all six of them. I'd, Instead of making them money in nah, the back, I'd, in No, I'd prefer, I mean, I would prefer just a singles match because again, we had the six way, we had all six in the in the ring at backlash, not for the title, uh, okay. have a singles match on there and then give another women's match. The importance of, okay, this is now for the number one contendership. And I think it would make the women's division even cooler when you have someone out there with a briefcase, you never know what's going to happen. You never know right. what's going to happen if someone brings it up. So yeah, have a match for the money in the bank. Even if it's only four, even if it's only four, you do it. Okay. Now you can give your thoughts on the men. I apologize for uh, putting that addendum on there. It's very interesting. You talk about laziness of how they just introduced all five guys. And of course the silliness of not including Kevin Owens only to just include him after the fact, like Shane McMahon had to be convinced to put Kevin Owens in the match when <laughs> he put Baron Corbin in the match already. Like that was ridiculous. Have, the only way, yeah, the only argument he'd have is you're my U.S. champion. I need someone to go to for a title match. You need to defend your title. Yeah, we. I, I mean, it, at least he could have said that, right? If the yeah. idea was, okay, you convinced me to be in this match, I'll sacrifice having no U.S. title match on the show. Like, mention it one single time. That could have been your way out. But instead, it was or just even, like, no, we're ignoring Kevin Owens. Yeah, or even the old U.S. title is the number one contender for the world title trope that they used to do in uh well i mean they used to do do that used to do it in wcw yeah but i wouldn't have done that because you already have a rematch we i mean we can't be pushing these title matches all the way out like what do you kevin owens you're the number one contender for the world title at some point whenever we need a champion uh and a challenger uh yeah no just come out say Sami Zayn's in the match due to his win at backlash um who's the other one shinsuke nakamura can be in due to his win at backlash and we're going to fill the four other spots we're going to fill them throughout the couple of weeks because this pay-per-view is still three or four weeks away and then qualifiers if you need to yeah in in name only give baron corbin a second shot and have him go against whoever gives dolph ziggler a second shot have him go against whoever and it gives you time to work kevin owens in it was very Mm -hmm. interesting i mean you sometimes we wonder why they don't announce matches until the very last moment I think this is a situation where, okay, you could have announced the match, but you didn't have to announce every single participant because there's a reason why some of these guys should be in, but there's not a reason why some others should be in. I mean, hell, yeah. Dolph Ziggler loses every time. Uh, you have Baron Corbin, who's lost to Sami Zayn relentlessly, and you did Sami Zayn and Baron Corbin right after that anyway. So why not make it a redemption match to get into the match? 
Yeah, and you can, I mean, it, it's it's one of those matches where you can build anticipation for the participants. It's like the Royal Rumble, where everybody watches for, okay, who's going to be the big surprises here? You could even have a surprise if you wanted to. But you can you can do the thing where you announce one participant this week, and then you build the others as we go on, because the M- Money in the Bank is is the sell upon itself. It's the gimmick match that brings you in anyways. If you're going to watch Money in the Bank, you're going to watch for the Money in the Bank match. It doesn't really matter who the participants are, but but that's a bonus. That's a cherry on top of the sunny Sunday, so to speak. Yeah, I agree. Uh, anyway, it is time to start uh, talking about some good wrestling and some of this uh, crappy wrestling needs to go. So it is time to talk about Sid. Uh, <laughs> posted on the Twitter feed. Uh, we are we are starting a daily segment on the show, the best of Sid in history. A daily segment, so we're going daily. Literally, we're we'll just gonna we're just gonna record segments and release them every single day without context, without the rest of the show. It's just gonna be the segment, releasing it daily. The best of Sid this week in Sidstery. Oh, jeez, Jeff, what did you watch on the WWE Network in the history of Sid? Well, we watched one for the top 100, uh, which only was the, one, which was sad. We should have been watching a million hundred of them should have been Sid matches, which was the 91 war games, which is probably Sid's most exciting match for the most part. Um, for me, uh, I watched, uh, from clash of the champions, 23, a six man match between, uh, Dustin Rhodes, Dustin Runnels, I almost call him, uh, Dustin Rhodes, sting, and Davy Boy Smith versus Vader, Sid, and Rick Rude. What did you watch? Jeff Hawkins, I went to classic WCW. I went okay. to a tag team dream match. Oh. I went to March of 2000. The main event on WW, uh, no, excuse me, WCW Monday Nitro. Hulk Hogan and Sid versus Jeff Jarrett and Scott Steiner. Tag team clash. If there ever was one. That sounds positively dreadful. Oh, it was amazing. And you'll find out why next after Jeff Hawkins discusses which clash was it? Clash 26, 23, 23 clash 23. What made you, pick this one to bring about to the universe. It's, it's an interesting, I, I, the Sid one-on-ones that interested me, I really couldn't find one in WCW right at, you know, my fingertips. And I was looking for something that kind of the time period was still when I was at my wrestling peak, so to speak. And this was towards the tail end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Rick rude. I, I really wanted to see the combination because I, I, you know, the, I almost picked the, uh, what is it? The white castle of fear match or whatever it is. No, not, oh. not the, the bash, the one that they filmed bash at the beach, the vignette <laughs> yeah. for the Sid yeah. where, where they were doing the masters of the power bomb gimmick. And this is the beginning of that gimmick with Vader and Sid having an uneasy alliance to take on Davy boy and, and sting. But well, I save, the save of, that one, save that one for tomorrow. Segment. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I wanted the addition of Rick Rude here because this is almost, um, I mean, this is really his last year in wrestling. 
and he's really doing some great work at this point. So I thought it might be good. And I, and it was also a short match at 11 minutes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's about double what mine went. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, some things that, that surprised me a bit. I mean, Rick rude was fantastic in this match. Of course. Um, Sid, one thing surprising about Sid, uh, was uh, he did a kip up out of the leg scissors. And I, you know, you know, that Sid is agile for, for his size. And he has possibly the best look of any professional wrestler in history, like in history, this dude looks like he would murder every single one of you. Yeah. And, and you know what, even the Southern twang to his voice just adds that kind of menace to it for me. Uh, I've always, I I do have a soft spot in my heart for Sid. The one, the one thing that I never got to see with him was when he was in the skyscrapers. I never got to see the combination of him and Mark Callis Mm -hmm. together. It was always Dan Spivey and Mark Callis or Dan Spivey and, and Sid. And I always thought my perfect skyscrapers, so to speak, was Mark Callis, AKA the undertaker and and Sid. I thought that would have been a fantastic thing, but he, he, Dustin gets him in a, in a leg scissors and Sid kips up out of it like a transition move. And, and, and nobody bats an eye at this. And I go, Mike, that is just fantastic. Yeah, it's like, that's usual I, Sid. Oh, a yeah, kip up from yeah. Sid. We expected that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Sid, Sid, of course, is naturally calling spots far too loud. <laughs> this was his image. The other thing that really got me about this match that I watching it with uh, refreshed view was I really shaded Dustin Rhodes as a as a white meat hot baby face because he was he's fantastic in this match, and the crowd is white hot for him too. He's giving a beat down to Vader, just punching him, and this crowd is going ape for him. And I always just kind of, you know, I, I watched him when he was first in there as Dusty's kid, teaming with. Kendall Wyndham getting his butt kicked by the horseman week after week. And he kind of took that Sam Houston spot of the guy who'd always get his butt kicked, but he was a young guy. So he could make up for it. And as he stuck around, I never really appreciated his, his improvement of his skill, probably because he was around so long and also possibly just because of dusty fatigue. So you never really watched him singularly as a performer improve Mm -hmm. you just thought he's this he's this kind of guy without a body who is tall and is getting pushed because he's dusty's kid but no he he's great in 1993 he is a great great wrestler he'd been working with ricky steamboat in a tag team he'd been doing that that kind of upper mid card circuit not quite the upper level echelon he was about to enter the u.s title program with rude um just a fantastic baby face. And it's, you know, everybody's saying he looks great now. And you wonder, you know, you wonder if, if he had stayed in WCW as opposed to jumping ship, um, and basically becoming, (laughs) becoming a, for lack of a better term, a troll bait for his dad by getting that gold dust gimmick what he would have been and if he ever would have escaped dusty shadow. Cause that was the other thing is he was never really escaping the shadow. And the first time he jumped to, to WWF with his dad to be part of that million dollar man angle, he never really went anywhere. 
And then he came back for this run where he was fantastic. And then he left again. Okay. Uh, because he, because he, he had hit his ceiling and because, you know, Hogan came over. And so there was really, he was never gonna be the top guy in the company. So, so you wonder what would have happened there. And then without, you know, the substance abuse and things of, of that nature, how great he would have been if wrestling had stayed the same. And if he had kept working as hard as he was, because the other thing was WCW just changed. It became, it became less of a tough guys wrestling and, you know, trying, you try and hurt a guy long enough to get the pin and became more WWF light so that they could compete with them and getting more cartoony gimmicks and things of that nature. You know what I wonder? Why there's so much to talk about Dustin Reynolds and not enough talk about Sid. <laughs> That's what Sid. I wonder. Well, this is also, this is the uh, start of Sid's run. Um, six month run in the company where, where he becomes the master he, and the ruler of the world. This Sid, he's, he's, he's the master and the ruler of the world. Yeah. And then, uh, and then he eventually, he does the, uh, masters of the power bomb thing. And then I think he and Sid have a falling out, but he also ends up having a fight with Arn Anderson <laughs> where Arn Anderson grabs scissors <laughs> or gets stabbed with scissors and is out of the company in six months. All right. Well, let's get to a more important match in the history of pro wrestling. Hulk Hogan and Sid versus Jeff Jarrett and Scott Steiner, the main event of March 20th, to the uh, 2000, the year 2000, WWE, uh, what is it, WCW? Yeah, not WWE. I keep wanting to call it WWE Nitro. In the year 2000, WCW Nitro from March 20, 2000. Uh, so I watched this match not on the March 20th Nitro, but rather there was a year-end special at the end of 2000 uh, that took the place of a Nitro where it was a year-in-review show hosted by Tony Schiavone and Mike Tanay. And this year-in-review show was dedicated to tag team wrestling on Nitro in the year 2000, which makes this all the greater, uh, that your main event is Hogan and Vicious versus Jarrett and Steiner. But this show starts off legitimately with Mike Tanay calling 2000 the best year in WCW's tag team history. The year 2000 and guess what the very hold on yep the best year jeff guess what the main well not the main event because we'll talk about that one guess how this tag team year interview starts the best year in tag team history in wcw opens up with david flair and crowbar against lash larue and midnight the best year jeff in tag team history in wcw all-time I, classic. I can't, I can't even. You got to go watch with the response to that. Oh, it's so great. So of course we get to the main event. Hogan and Sid. This is good Hogan, by the way. This is red There's and no yellow. There's no such thing as good. Oh, you mean oh, you mean good in terms of being a good guy. No, no, this is good guy Hulk Hogan. He was the worker in this match, I will say though. He was the oh, work rate Lord. guy. He was the work rate guy in this match. Uh so <laughs> This match begins, Sid and Hogan are good guy team. Jarrett and Steiner, they are the NWO. They are the bad guy team. Uh, Sid is really playing up his excitement of teaming with Hogan in this match. Like, he's he's l giddy. Like, he's literally running around the ring, like, giddy, high-fiving Hogan. And Hogan's like, all right, brother, all right. And Sid and is the world champion, it, by the way. And Sid's, and Sid's kind of doing yeah. that thing where he, where he puts his head to 90 degrees back and forth. Oh, yeah. Sure the crowd knows how he's looking at him. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, Sid is the world <laughs> champion, by the way, at this time. Good guy, Sid. Uh, early on in this match, and this match goes, I think, like five minutes. It is not a long match whatsoever uh, at all. Uh, but early, 
Larry Zabisco, this is one of, uh, I was just listening to this match. I'm watching it because I know it's not very long. I'm, I'm listening intently to the commentary. Larry Zabisco was on commentary and just all of a sudden he rants about how tag team matches should have two referees. And he went like all Stephen A. Smith and was like, they should have two referees. I've been saying that for years. They should have two referees. One referee is not enough. And all I can think of is there, if, if, if there was a referee union, like they would have loved Larry Zabisco. It's like more refs means more jobs. Like, let's get some more refs out there. Let's get some tag team referees. Uh, but that was the height of the commentary team. Can I tell you how much I now want to see Stephen A. Smith and Larry Zabisco battle? Show? Oh, yeah, battle. <laughs> do it. Why not? Stephen quite A. should frankly, have. Yeah. Quite frankly, I think cage matches should be to keep the competitors in, not to climb out of a cage and fall down on the ground and win. So, to mention how, uh, how fast this match kind of goes, that rant came early on in the match. And right after it, the end happened. <laughs> Steiner and Jarrett are beating on Sid Vicious. Sid somehow, uh, he manages to escape. He puts a big boot on Scott Steiner, crawls over to Hulk Hogan and hits the hot tag. So Hogan comes in. Big boot to Jarrett. Big boot to Steiner. Both guys are down. Hogan's celebrating. He's about to hit the leg drop. Sid Vicious is all the meantime recovering in the corner. And Sid just starts looking at the crowd. He starts doing that, you know, angling his head, looking at the crowd, having the hair go crazy. And he's listening to these cheers for Hogan and Vicious. And he's like, man, I, I think this crowd wants me to choke slam Hogan. So, of course, out of nowhere, Sid just turns on Hulk Hogan, choke slams him after he was so excited to team with him. And the commentary is going nuts. The crowd doesn't really seem to care. Like, it didn't. I didn't notice any change in the crowd noise. They weren't like shocked by any means. Uh, so there you have the out of nowhere turn. Sid turns heel. Uh, he goes against Hulk Hogan. This is where it gets all WCW ish. This match is still going on. Mickey J is in the ring. He's the referee. After the choke slam, Sid goes to cover Hogan. And Mickey J counts the three. These were tag team partners in this officially sanctioned match. So Mickey Henson calls the three count. One, two, three. Sid pins Hogan. So at the main event of this Nitro in 2000, the team of Hulk Hogan and Sid Vicious simultaneously won the match and lost the match. Because why the hell are there rules? At the risk of ending up on another show. <laughs> bro, you don't understand, bro. <laughs> this was to build up what was going to happen next week, bro. You got to understand wins and losses don't matter. Well, literally wins and losses were the result, both for Sid and Hogan. They were a tag team. So the Hogan and Sid team wins. Ladies and gentlemen, that's 2000 WCW right there. And yeah. that, that my friends is the best of Sid. Uh, we should end the poll or end the uh, week with the polls. Jeff, we had a couple of polls. Uh, got to get to the results. <laughs> Did you enjoy WWE Backlash? Jeff, where do you think this one came out? I think it probably went about 60-40 for yes. Very close. 66% said yes. So you were right on the money there. Uh, which was better, Backlash or TakeOver? Jeff, which do you think won? I think you got to get some trolls in this poll, so I'm only going to go as high as maybe 70-30. 84% of the audience oh, wow. said Good TakeOver. For you, audience. Good for you, audience. Thank you for... for <laughs> restoring my faith in mankind. And the final poll question at shake them ropes was Sid the best. And Jeff, this has never happened before. 
100% of the audience said yes. Two votes. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only. Plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.